Dustin, take us back to 1995. So in 1995, um, I had um, already dated and kissed girls by this point. Ooh. Okay. Uh, but the very... He had cooties. You know, mm. there is that sort of early teenage experience of going to a movie with a girl on purpose and spend more, in, more time... Canoodling. Folk, canoodling than um, watching said film. That This film was my first experience of canoodling in a movie theater. How dare you disrespect the cinema. Um, and, you know what I used to ask people this question on People's History of Film? Really embarrassed every time somebody was like, no, I just have never not paid attention to a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this, this is, the, and I guess, I mean, we, we did this, so I, I have shared this before because this is the answer to that question, so I'm certain that's what I said. I bet it was. But uh, yeah, this is the first movie that I spent more time lip-locking than I did eye-locking with a film. <laughs> uh, so, What kind of attendance are we talking about at this, uh, fr- let's say, Friday showing of The Net? I would say it's pretty heavily, yeah, but the, you know, there's sort of the, 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 the we had it at the theater at which um, I eventually worked, but I did not work there at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had kind of a, a teenager's designated section towards the back of the theater. A real see. lookout point, huh? And we were, we were just kind of there. Um, I see. It was. A, I had a good time. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> that was a good date. Uh, so I think it's time to move on to. Uh, Are vod- y'all still together? No. Just, it's just funny. That's a funny thing to ask somebody about a 50, you know, a story from when they're 15. <laughs> There's no context to which that's not funny to me. Holy shit. We are still friends on Facebook, and I occasionally see her when mutual friends die now. Um, are that you is, doing better than her? Huh, Be honest. Am I doing better? <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think she's, she's really excelling. She's I do it very happily living a life down in southwest Oklahoma. Yeah, she's doing great, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Does she listen to the podcast? I no. <laughs> I certainly hope not. I would. I, yeah. Well, I'm not going to identify her by name. So yeah, um, don't dox your ex on the show. No, please. no. Yeah. What's it? Is it even an ex when you're 15? It's not an ex. It doesn't even count. It was just. Yeah, that's fair. Probably I would depends say on the severity count. of the relationship. I mean, we went out also, for like yeah, a solid point. month, probably. Then no, it doesn't count. Yeah. No. Doesn't count. yeah it's I mean, if you're friends on Facebook, it doesn't count. Yeah, we're yeah we're friends on Facebook. We always see each other and uh, and and <laughs> with, with 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 warm greetings and embrace. Okay, yeah, no, that doesn't count. Yeah, I had sorry, I had to think about when I was fifteen for a second. It was no. the Notebook. Oh, oh, was the Notebook was, was the, the notebook. movie? The Notebook was the movie. Yeah. What was your movie, Arthur? Um, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, you weren't missing anything on that one, <laughs> except for a, except for a scene normalizing male rape. Ooh, Wedding Crashers, weird movie. Ooh. Hmm. Well, um, back to the Call net. <laughs> Tell you something that doesn't have any of that. The, the net. net. Um, <laughs> what if what if there were an internet, and what if all of your information were on it? Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash Honorcast, a podcast on the internet in which uh, in which we talk about but, our our uh, days of yore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Windows 95 and uh, we talk about the films you'll never discuss in film space course and this week's film is definitely the Sandri- Sandra Bullock vehicle The Net um, which I don't see making its way into many film space courses no probably not I am still Dustin I'm still Arthur I am still Dalton and welcome to the summer of Sandy that's right all Sandra Bullock all the time yeah we're just going to be talking about one of uh, we discussed this a little bit last week but she is sort of uh one of the heavy hitters of her generation as far as, you know, like matinee idols, as far as like, quote unquote, big movie stars. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's definitely one of like the, the one of the careers that's had the most longevity. Probably one of the few people that can still sell a movie on their name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From that era. And I era. love she just everything there is to love about Sandy Bullock. Yeah, so. she just did The Lost City. And, uh, you know, that's her big release this summer or this spring. And uh, I, you know, I mean, look, Channing Tatum's her co-star in that, but I don't think he's the name you're selling the movie off of. I think you're still selling off that Sandy Cloud as much as people love Channing. Yeah. So uh, there you go. If you're tuning in for the very first time, dear listener, this is an analysis show, not a review show. And that therefore means we are going to spoil that Al Gore did not invent the Internet and that the Internet doesn't. Deed result in the destruction of the whole world. Uh, but we're going to wait till the end of the podcast. Where the actual spoilers of the film we are going to save is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, until we'll, the we'll end be of the discussing po- most of life spoilers throughout the episode. <laughs> yes. Um, spoiler alert. 2016 will happen. Um, nonetheless, um, <laughs> in, in which it Andy Griffith... With the, off the internet. <laughs> which I learned last week, Andy Griffith uh, ends up taking over the world, it turns out, uh, in, a, in the face in the crowd. <laughs> 
Hey, Opie. Anyway, um... Uh, I forgot what I was saying. My rhythm is entirely off uh, right now. You were now. discussing uh, spoilers, and oh, in yeah. what way we'll be deploying them throughout this uh, show. Ah, yes. We will do it this way. Synopsis, which will be spoiler-free. Thumbs mm. up, thumbs down, review. Spoiler light. Expanding the syllabus. Gently spoiling probably less this movie, more so other movies. And then finally, we get down to business, and that's when all spoiler bets are off. And we're going to find out what the pie symbol means, and yada, yada, yada. What, we'll find out what Hank Cooper from 30 Rock's doing in this movie. Yeah, what is he doing in this? And um, what, what ends up being the fate? of um deleting himself is actually what dennis he turns miller out to be doing what uh, is the fate of dennis miller what is the fate and what happened to dennis miller yes well it turns out he was in a sandy bullock movie mm. and one of them came out better than the other <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> look we all we all like we all processed 9-11 differently <laughs> some of us were sandy bullock and some of us were dennis miller <laughs> Hey, look, I don't make the rules about who became an Islamophobe. Ah, uh, I, n- well, are there rules about who becomes one? I think <laughs> you'd just, have we to ask identify Bill Mayer about that. <laughs> Arthur, delight us, please. I got the guns out for Dennis Miller and Bill Maher today, baby. <laughs> Let's hear a synopsis of this crazy We're movie. We're coming for transgressive 90s comedians <laughs> who went silently conservative. An isolated programmer finds herself on the run from everyone when she stumbles onto a computer program that threatens national security. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I am being stupid over here. Uh, that He's is in the indeed, cut. That, <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is still in the cut. That is indeed what occurs in the course of that film. Um, I don't have anything to say. Let's just let's we, start with we've you. All, we've all you, seen it before, right? Yeah, no, no, no. This, you're the only one. You got to start. Did you technically see it? I did. I've seen you it. Bought since. a ticket to it. I, I have seen it since. <laughs> I, I did not. I have not seen it. No. I did. I did not view it upon. Well, then you're both the version viewers. You both have to go first. Oh, oh isn't is that not the rule? That is usually the rule. Um, yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, shoot. All right, uh, I'll go first. Uh, this movie's bad. I don't like this movie. Uh, we were talking about this off air a little bit. Off the rails. You know, there was there was a time. You know, we 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 talk on the show all the time about sort of the the change in the film industry over the last decade or so, right? The the pivot to temple filmmaking as being sort of the only way in which a movie a studio's like function. Uh, and we we often you know sit here and pine for the days when there was a ton of different movies at the the box office every weekend and you know each film a different experience and you know this is one of those movies that makes you think hey you know what maybe we are cutting some fat with the fact that only like three movies come out a month uh anymore i this just feels like a kind of a fart of a movie uh it, it is very much a you know the internet's a thing that people are talking about these days it, it feels so much like one of those like sort of the the technology of the day movies and I don't know. It just is such kind of a lukewarm, lackluster thriller for me. Um, there, there's moments uh, to be enjoyed. And I think Sandra Bullock's really compelling throughout the entire film. Like she does effectively carry the movie, but just sort of the plot, the, the string of events that happens are, are just, you know, they're not nonsensical. It makes sense within the plot of the film, but it is just sort of, not compellingly sold for whatever reason. And again, this is a story that has, sells the idea of what if your identity got deleted overnight? Uh, you know, a, a pressing question. One that you could still you could still tell the story of the net today and uh, be... But if you get LifeLock, it never happens. <laughs> is that true? No. Yeah, something tells me that the LifeLock is not going to save you. Uh, from the Praetorians, <laughs> the, the nefarious cyber hackers, cyber terrorists. Uh, anyway, it's it's a silly, silly, silly movie. And, uh, it, you know, it, it was best left in the 90s. It, this is not one of those episodes where we're going to be uh, screaming from a mountaintop. We found it. We found the secret movie that everybody forgot was good. Which that was we get last week. We, yes, we get to do that sometimes. Fair. And it's always fun to do. This is not one of those episodes where we're telling you about a forgotten masterpiece. The net is pretty bad and should have been left in the 90s. All right. Thank you very much for that. What do you say, Arthur? Well, the pendulum swings because I really like the net. Whoa! Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really dug it. I, I think there is that whimsical old school feeling to it because I thought a lot of Hitchcock and I thought a lot of the 39 Steps. And it feels kind of out of an era from the 40s and the 50s of that sort of just genre film that again I've much uh maligned how it, we don't get these sorts of movies as often anymore it's sure. either 
small indie or giant blockbuster. Uh, and we don't really have that middle ground anymore. And I think I'm really just drawn to that. It, it does have these mustache twirling villains and this almost comic booky plot about the the Praetorians, right? Uh, but I, I think as far as a thriller goes, it's structured in a really smart way. I think that a lot of it is due in part to just how likable and how easy it is to root for Sandra Bullock. That has a lot to do with the movie's I think, success. Yeah, yeah I, I think another actress in that role, it, it may have a dramatically different effect. But I, I think this movie, she has a small career. She does Demolition Man, gets, you know, I think some love. Uh, does speed, really goes to, I think, the next level. And, and I think this, along with While You Were Sleeping, really cement her at that next plane because this movie made uh, $120 million off a $20 million budget. Huge hit. Yeah, which is massive and, and I think really establishes Sandy Bullock as a star. I do think S. I saw it twice in theaters. Which time did you watch it? I, I, may, I did, had second, had second time was the makeup. First time was the makeout. Hey! hey. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, and, and who's the real 90s comedian? Arthur or Dennis Miller? You hey! Tell me. <laughs> Arthur Dice Clay over here. All right. Um, I, I really like, I, I think there's something very progressive about Sandra Bullock's character, about Angela in this movie, of this one female computer web programmer. You know what it made me who think Who is of? not a uber nerd that you think of when you think of computers in the early 90s. She, it very much made me think of uh, Soderbergh's Kimmy from this year. Yeah. And, I, I, and so with Zoe Kravitz's yep. performance in that film. I was thinking about that connection earlier, too, because um, very similar, right? The yeah. techno fear sort of thriller, slightly agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. Yeah, yeah. Web design, not web designer, but, I, you know, IT, IT specialist. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tech specialist. Um, I, I think there's something very progressive in that. I, I like how whip smart she is, how, you know, she's presented early on as this kind of very naive in her zone yeah. person. But once she really gets out into the world, she's very resourceful, very smart. And, you know, much like we talked about Meg Ryan's agency and in the cut, she doesn't need somebody to come save her. No. And she is able to execute a plan that effectively works. Uh, I, and she's I a think, velociraptor because she's a clever girl. Clever girl. Clever girl. Um, the movie does a couple things that I was... You know, I didn't expect, and I don't want to spoil them right here, but certain people don't make it through to the end that normally would in this type of movie, Yeah, uh, which I think is to be somewhat applauded. Uh, I think it's probably a little long, but and it's definitely campy in its way, uh, but I think there's a lot to like here, and I, I really dug it. You know, I, I'm not saying it's a four-star or five-star movie. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed watching it and and didn't feel like I wasted any time doing so and, and really would revisit it probably uh, again. I think there is still some timeliness to it. You know, we, we've, you know, it is obviously, oh, the internet's bad, but we've learned in it the, the 27 years past that it's kind of bad I, and, and people will hack into hospitals and take down systems just because they can. Right. I mean, we're in that world where these things can happen. And obviously this inflates that to just hyper paranoia levels. Sure. But that's where we were in 95. We're like, you know, the extreme dangers of putting your information on the Internet. Now we're like, I'll give my credit card to anybody. Like, yeah, any web shop. I'm oh, like, yeah. that looks cool. Here's my credit card. It is just so funny. We how... just kind of casually pass this information along ad nauseum. It's just adorable how novel it is that she's booking her her flight and ordering her pizza online. It's such a cute moment to to look at now. It's like, yeah, how else would you do that? Yeah. (laughs) You were doing it poorly if you were doing it any other way but this. (laughs) These are the ideal ways to do both of these things. Uh, But man, I I really, uh, really got a kick out of this one and and enjoyed it and glad we watched it. It definitely does feel like one of those movies that was probably on uh, Beans and Cornbread uh, Friday Night Movies on TNT or, you know, it was definitely in rotation on the Superstation or whatever whatever TBS was. And so, uh, yeah, I had a fun, I, I really got a kick out of it. Dustin, right. what about you? Revisiting the net, how did it go down? You know, I, I think it very much is a time capsule. Uh, that That's that's really the experience, because I, I do remember 1995, and do recall... Were you using the internet yet? Um, I Yeah, at school I was. I didn't have a home computer until maybe a year after that. Um, I, I want to say my first home computer that I got mm-hmm. that ran Windows 95. So I got it 96, 97. Did you have dial-up? And we had dial-up, yeah. 96, nice. Yeah. It's uh, pretty early. Yeah, it's been relevant. I mean, you know, I mean, it was coming around at that point. But all of this sort of optimism, the information superhighway 
kind of uh, ad campaigns were out at this time. And then there also was this sort of immediate kind of pushback about, wait a minute, if you do it, you know, same thing with credit cards, you know, mm-hmm. Mark of the Beast stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all that kind of conspiratorial. Turn of the millennium, yeah. Right. And then, then the general idea that these um, vandal hacker types, is, is just a new kind of criminal class that was easily and quickly exploited by various um, storytelling motifs, you know, in various modes. Uh, and comics still, tele- still gets played with to this yeah, day. Yeah, sure. And, and which is true. I mean, there the, there are hackers, and they do exist. I mean, I'm Angelina Jolie's hackers is just a few years later, mm-hmm. um, and so you know you see that this is very much of its time, uh, and you see also um, just this idea of this hyper connectivity, this idea of digital versus real life, uh, simulacra, simu- simulation, simulacra kind of stuff going on here uh, with who we are and what lives that we live, screen personas. Again, one of those little boys um, in her chat room turns out to be 12 years old, which is fascinating. Uh, you know, and that, that those, those sort of anxieties mm. are there. And so watching the movie itself, I do think is very much of its time. It's also quite prescient that these issues and struggles continue to be an issue. And so I do think, it, though dated, it is not dated to an extent where they, you know, I, I'm trying to think of an example of a movie, a, a sort of a techno thriller kind of movie that's in, dated in a similar kind of way where it turns out all their predictions are too far off to be sort of believable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't fall into that trap. No. And uh, then, of course, we have Sandy Bullock doing... Sandy Bullock stuff. She's great. And, and we love her. I love her in a good action movie. This is this is speed level Sandra Bullock, who is uh, excellent at being uh, snarky and uh, witty and charming and also resourceful, as Arthur has mentioned. So all of that really worked for me. I mean, there are things about the movie that are painfully 90s. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that are the painfully 90s bits in terms of the titles and the opening titles. Um, just the font choices mm. that are being made there. There's some editing choices that feel very much of a piece of, of a standard kind of 90s movie. Um, we see a little bit of a proto-CGI flamage uh, when um, one character meets a sticky end in a in a uh, airplane, a small Cessna, um, early on in the film, and so you know you, those kinds of things they take place. You go, oh yeah, this is this is then, and that's what you kind of expect from then. Yeah, I don't know. No disrespect to famed producer Irwin Winkler, but it is uh, the the direction on this from him is pretty workmanlike. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as it's, far again, talking about sort of the kind of conventional elements. Yeah, of it's it. a paint by numbers, uh, what a uh, MacGuffin kind of mm-hmm. you yep. know thriller film with. The overlay being the interest being, you know, not international espionage or the overlay not being um, the various sort of linguistic things and trying to figure out a secret cipher or code. It just it happens to be negotiating the unknown mystifying world of the Internet, Mm -hmm. again, in most popular minds in 1995. And though we know quite a bit more about that and we may be quite a bit more savvy with this. And again, some of the what what we again, what plays off as we're like, wow, that's ridiculous. I can't believe you're ordering pizza off the internet at the time very novel very no one did that no that was it's a very cute idea like it's it is an endearing way that the movie has as far as like showing the way that the internet is ingrained into this person's life which again not novel now it's just the way we all use the internet but it is like in 1995 a very clever way to show that she is lives lives online and, and and it's shown in such a way that we understand even if we were not alive in 1995 uh that we were able to see and go oh they're they're showing us this to show us that this is a little ridiculous that you would do this kind of thing mm-hmm. right and that integration of that alongside regular sort of uh analog technologies landline phones uh car phones cellular phones right and yellow phone freaker stuff yeah very yeah. 90s very fun there and 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 you know there, there is a way in which it visualizes uh, the viruses. Obviously, a computer virus does not pixelate your GUI interface, but it's cinematic enough. It works. It does. Yeah, but um, they're trying to yeah keep the audience on board with what's happening. I get it. But I find it to be a thoroughly um, serviceable thriller. I, I, I think it's fine. 
I, I there's really nothing I find to be just glaringly flawed about it. It is doing exactly the kind of things that you expect out of a thriller. It's not again uh, achieving some new heights visually. It's achieving new heights at its moment by again sort of finding its way into a new subculture and introducing uh, its audience uh, in 1995 to that subculture. But that being said, yeah, it's fine. Um, it, it it totally works, and you would see. I, I would be happy to see a movie of its ilk produced now uh, again finding out new subcultures of you know uh, probably an internet tribe of some sort of group of people who are very much into you I should watch Kimmy yeah Kimmy sounds like a good I mean from what I've heard described it sounds exactly like the same kind of thing it is the thing that I like so much and we'll talk more about this in a second probably uh, but I think the thing that works so well about it is as, as you've said like we are all a little bit more tech savvy now just because of the sort of the perpetuation of the internet, the, the sort of large-scale adoption of the it. The ubiquity think, of the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the ubiquity of this technology, like, is, is what allows Kimmy to just be a little bit stronger. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just, it, it's able to take some things for granted that this movie isn't able to take for granted. So it's just, it's a little cleaner in that regard. Plus, you know, hey, it's Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. He, knows, he knows how to make things compelling. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, but that being said, I don't really have much bad to say about it other than, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a very generic thriller with this particular interesting overlay, which is more interesting as a time capsule than it is sort of accurately depicting uh, necessarily everything that we would want to know about this particular time period or our present. So there you go. Um, Our general thoughts are pro with the exception of Dalton. Um, Sorry. Which is is fine. I don't care. Uh, I didn't make the movie. (laughs) Sandy Bullock's not my mom. So with that being said, let's move on to our next exercise, which is called Expanding the Syllabus. Arthur, can you explain that to the dear listener at home? Uh, Expanding the Syllabus is a thought experiment wherein we, the hosts, assemble an academic course or module uh, within a course based around the assigned viewing for the week and adjacent texts. That could be books, it could be articles, or other tangentially related films and stories. Oh, brilliant. I think it's a great idea, Arthur. Um, Dalton, do you have one of those syllabi for us? I sure do. Uh, this is a internet thrillers then and now syllabus. Nice. And I think it would actually probably be a class about the internet and sort of uh, our evolving conception of it, our, our sort of relationship with it as a culture, um, more more so than it would be a, a film studies class. But I think the, the films that I've, I've got here would uh, to sort of create a a time spectrum for us. Uh, we'd start with Videodrome, the analog internet movie, all long live the new flesh. Uh, and, you know, maybe less long live James Woods, but, you know, <laughs> hard to say. Uh, but we're, just a weird We're movie. taking down all those right turns, ah, aren't we? I don't we? give a shit. Uh, who cares? No, they, they can do what they want. Um, yeah, I think Videodrome's such a weird, gross little movie. I love it. I, uh, I haven't seen it uh, more than once, just, uh, and the time I, I first watched it, it was a lot to take in. Uh, so I'd definitely like to catch back up with it, but it definitely predicts the internet in some interesting ways. And we would, of course, look at the net sort of setting down a uh, maybe a benchmark for what internet thrillers can look like, right? What's kind of the first big one look like? Uh, and, I, and I think, of course, you've already, we'd, the already mentioned Hackers from a little bit later in the 90s. Uh, just an adorable movie. Uh, what an adorable little film about computers. Uh, we'd absolutely have to look at Hackers. Uh, and then we would look at The Lawnmower Man, another kind of proto-internet movie, which is, what if the internet could flowers for Algernon you? Uh, that's that's the question asked by The Lawnmower Man, and I think it does so very Flowers successfully. for Algernon became a verb just now. I'm there for it, but I'm just pointing, that, I'm pointing that out. And this is what I bring to the show, Dustin, is sort of my uh, my verbal... Uh, repartee. (laughs) (laughs) You thought you were going to get me. Uh, After that, we would look at Gamer with Gerard Butler, which is sort of a really kind of zooming out a little bit and going, what is the internet going to look like a couple of decades from now? Uh, What is the the commodification of the internet going to do to culture writ large? And again, I think the the late in the aughts timing of Gamer allows it to ask some more kind of prescient questions about the internet and where it's going. Uh, I think that's where we take a turn. Gamer sort of starts looking at the internet mostly as a fixture of second lives, a fixture of social media or a, a provider of social media because the other films on the, this list, uh, nerve and spree, both of which are, are films that sort of deal with, 
the ways in which the, the internet commodifies all of us and commodifies our behavior and our, our, um, our data. Um, both films that I think are really solid, uh, kind of fun, little mean thrillers. Um, I like Spree maybe a little bit better, but again, they're both pretty fun. Um, we'd also maybe look a little bit at Mr. Robot, which as far as a very contemporarily set internet thriller uh does a very good job of uh being about hacking and making that look compelling and i think that's to me really interesting this this is where you can kind of get into this could both be an interesting class about movies about the internet or a class about the internet because when you stack something like mr robot and the net together you get a lot of different questions being asked a lot of different filmmaking techniques being used and again, we just don't know what the internet's going to be or even really what it's going to feel like at a large level in 1995. Uh, we get a few more decades out. We, we are able to sort of articulate what the internet is like in a much more effective way. Uh, but again, we're also having a much more evolved discourse about the internet. And I think that's what films like uh, Nerve and Spree and the show Mr. Robot are going to be able to provide is... Uh, d different kinds of conversations happening about the internet. Lastly, we would look at this year's Kimmy, uh, just because it's so recent, but also because it asks the question that the net sort of gets into with its its early, you know, maybe the first act or so of the net gets into this isolated life that uh, Sandra Bullock's character lives. And I think Kimmy is using the isolated lives that we've all been living for the past couple of years and asking really interesting questions about like, when is that useful? When is that not useful? How do you get out of that? How do you navigate a world that doesn't require you to go outside? It doesn't even, doesn't ask you to go outside. Uh, whereas the net, you know, it's a little bit more shameful to, to be the uh, agoraphobe who lives online and Kimmy, it's pretty common and it's, uh, normalizing and, uh, not just normalizing, but enabling maybe some behaviors that are not great for you, if uh, especially if you're trying to get out more. So again, I just th I think interesting questions being asked about the internet in all of these these uh, stories, including the net, which you know again, while not something I'm wild about, I do think asks some interesting questions about what does it mean to have all of your data available online? Like it is a little prescient as far as like the questions it's asking of what what happens if all of your shit is lost and exploited. Uh, what can be done to you? You know, I, I think it's at the very least, it's got some interesting questions on its mind, even uh, if it's sort of a rudimentary look at its questions. It's still at the very least has some interesting things on its mind. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Dalton Stewart. Mr. Arthur Gordon, have you a syllabus for us, dear friend? Yeah, I, I think I want to tap in a bit tangentially related to where Dalton's going with uh, the fear of the internet and, and those uh, discussions. But I think I'm going to talk about technophobia. Um, the idea of being afraid of new technologies or emerging technologies and, and ideas and ideologies that surround that. Uh, I'd kickstart this with the, uh, the ring, um, from Gore Verbinski. Nice. Uh, I think uh, obviously the remake, uh, not so much Ringu, uh, but The Ring, I think, does have some interesting questions and ideas, not necessarily about home media, but I think the way in which we engage with media and viral media and how that gets shared and who it gets shared with and how that impacts us. Uh, I would do Kimmy as well because uh, in addition to some of what Dalton's alluding to, just the idea of how far is too far with smart technology in the home. Yeah. And, and what should it record? What can it record? What is it recording? Why do I keep getting ads on my Facebook after I say a word uh, in public? Right, that wild, idea. Yeah. Uh, as if everything is always listening, uh, which is uh, at times disconcerting. Uh, the self-aware technology uh, represented by Terminator and T2, I think, would come up. Uh, you know, robots gaining sentience, uh, which will come up again in just a second. But I think uh, that back-to-back -back from Cameron uh, is really interesting. And Cameron himself so heavily invested in emerging technologies in filmmaking, I think, is an interesting discussion to be had with that. Uh, we probably talk about Unfriended and Host, uh, maybe nice. searching. Uh, but I think Unfriended and Host both tap into a, a more... Um, bigger concern of the dangers of being online and cyberbullying and who gets included and excluded and, and those kind of modern relationships that take place online and form online, especially with host in a 
uh, in the middle of the pandemic or right at the beginning of the pandemic, really when hosts dropped on Shutter, uh, was speaking to some of those concerns and fears of being at home constantly on Zoom and, and where our world was. Uh, the fears of genetic engineering uh, and tampering with DNA. Uh, we got to talk about Splice, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right there. What a movie. Uh, what a movie. Uh, I, I think, again, just kind of, you know, the, the idea of sci-fi as, as wrestling with man as God, that trope that constantly mm-hmm. comes up. But genetic engineering falls into that as well as cloning. So we'd also talk about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, should we clone the dinosaurs? If they make us money, yes. As capitalism's answer. Uh, and so we would take a look at that. Uh, we'd take a look again at, or take a look at 2001, A Space Odyssey, because much like Terminator, it is uh, probably an earlier example of uh, computers gaining sentience yeah. uh, and making decisions for man and, and the fears of that during the kind of space race in the 60s. And so we would look at that in the context of that time period. Uh, we would talk about fear.com, another F cinema score, uh, which speaks to the fears of the anonymity uh, and uncertainty of what is happening online and people being able to post stuff online and not being able to get to it quick enough um, is that kind of fear there. And a little bit of this kind of comes up, I think, in Matt Reeves, the Batman, mm. uh, where in the way the Riddler kind of taps into some kind of modern online fears about yeah. subgroups online. Extremism. It's, yeah. Radicalization. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so I think that might actually kind of pair well. Uh, we'd probably talk about the circle, uh, maybe the book more so than the film, but mm. really does dive into these ideas of the fears of going too far with social media and smart technology and uh, security and, and the way we record the world around us and how far is too far. Uh, finally, we'd probably end with the Black Mirror which is really kind of grapples with these technological fears over its five, six seasons now. Uh, we'd probably look specifically at the entire history of you, uh, where that fear of becoming obsessed with the online and the images of ourselves and being lost in those memories and those ideas and where that takes us. And then we'd probably follow that up and end on nosedive. Yeah, social capital yep. gone, ma- gone wild. Yeah, uh, which nosedive definitely pairs well with the circle. And so that's probably where I would take that class. Very cool, very cool. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Arthur Gordon. And I would say what you guys have laid down in your syllabi so far are all better movies to deal and grapple with questions of technology, questions of internet life, uh, questions of... The, uh, they're, they're all better examples sure. of that. I mean, Again, I, I'm, I'm very warm on the movie. I think it's very enjoyable as a watch. But in terms of it being a good example of, say, a thriller or an internet film, I mean, there's, 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 there's lots and lots of better technophobia films. There's lots and lots of better... Better internet uh, internet culture development kind of films that we might select, um, and we'll talk more about some of that when we get down to analysis. I think what I would do with this movie uh, is an observation that I'm surprised Arthur did not mention earlier, and I didn't look at the IMDb trivia. Surely it's in there, but I would use this movie in a screenwriting course and looking at writing of particular kinds of thrillers, uh, Hitchcockian thrillers particularly, and I'm looking at um, Notorious, starring Inger Berman and Cary Grant. Well, the movie I left off and just hit me was Lady Vanishes. Oh, yeah, Lady Vanishes. I was thinking about that earlier. But um, Notorious, I don't know if you realize this or not, Jack Devlin is Cary Grant's character. Mm, That's fun. And uh, there is a scene early on in the movie in which uh, Cary Grant and Inger Berman are standing on a beach, and there is a tying on of the scarf around a midriff. Mm. And so there's a couple of other little pieces of this sort of notorious DNA embedded into the the screenwriting of this film, which is a very similar MacGuffin-y kind of movie. And so I think it'd be interesting to look at um, a much more a journeyman's kind of effort. And then what is a much more cinematically brilliant effort in Notorious, with, in, in many senses, bones-wise, very similar bits of plotting. Yeah. We're talking about spies yeah. and uh, uranium in the case of Notorious and where it's hidden and how to get the proper passcodes and find the information that's needed, crosses and double crosses throughout who's on whose side. There's a lot of the bones of both of these movies, plot-wise, that are very, very similar, but one movie is a cinematic classic that is endlessly rewatchable, and one of them is, you know... Notorious. You know, (laughs) (laughs) 
I have no response to you, my friend. (laughs) The other one's the other one is the net. Yes, Um, and 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 then seeing the ways in which you can have the pieces there, but where execution matters, Mm, I think. mm. Um, And again, in similar ways, we've got similar kinds of star power. In this film, although you know they don't have Jason Isaacs playing Devlin, which is their great God, their great only. error. Yeah, Jason Isaacs hadn't made it over yet. Yeah, Jason Isaacs played Devlin. It's it is seventeen times better movie. Yeah, uh, abs- exponentially better. No, um, yeah, no hate to John Northam, Jeremy Northam. Jeremy Northam's fine. He's fine, but God, this is a Jason Isaacs performance or character. Yeah, yeah, for days, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, if that one little substitution had been made, uh, I, I think we would have been pretty much there because i do think dennis miller has kind of claude reigns although slightly differently mosh is a character totally works um god i keep we dustin you got to get through this speaking of dennis miller's character i can't wait to talk about this guy oh man all right well we'll, yeah we'll we'll get there so but i think in again in terms of screenwriting Mm -hmm. and uh that obviously there is that which is on the page and i do think perhaps there is an incredible film in here and then there is also a bad movie in here uh, w- with just what's in the screenplay. Mm. Uh, having not read the screenplay, but I think about its similarities to Notorious and go, Notorious is the excellent execution. Here we have the middling execution. I might have to um, toss forward and think about a little while uh, if there is, an, as, 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 as a super negative example of a Notorious kind of uh, spirited film um, to look at, but do I really want to make my students watch a really bad one? Probably not, but at least maybe having one as an example in my head. So, dear listener, if you have that, do let me know later. But that's kind of what I would do with the movie, is in a module, or a class period, rather, of a of, of a screenwriting course, is when I would use this. Um, because, again, it, it is making those references, and it does have the bones. Mm-hmm. So, there you go, dear listener. Your syllabus just got a quite a bit longer. Do watch Notorious. It's quite good. That being said, I believe it's time to get down to business. <laughs> Dalton, you're chomping at the bit to talk about Dennis Miller. Uh, that's the topic. The only Dustin. person Horses. in 2022 t- champing at the bit. Horses champ, Dustin. They don't chomp. Right. That's in their mouth. They it's, champ. That their, their chompers are. I on don't the... make the rules. I agree that chomp the bit makes a lot of sense, and I also always assume that that's what it was for a full couple of decades of my life. But yes, I do want to talk about the Arthur of the character of one, Doctor Alan Champion, and is Doctor Champion. A huge fucking creep because he's played by Dennis Miller? (laughs) (laughs) Or is his schmuckery only heightened by being played by Dennis Miller? Yes. Truly the question. Uh, I think you're right. I think he is a huge schmuck, and uh, his Dennis Miller-ness is uh, just adding to the schmuckery. I think that's correct, yes. It's just very... I I watched a uh, a HBO Inside the Making of... uh, a little yeah. what you uh, this I don't think yeah. HBO does these anymore but in the 90s and 2000s and maybe even in the 80s they had a whole series of behind the scenes I think things. they still do them do they still do yeah. these that's awesome uh but anyway if they don't they yeah they they're don't. like extended promos with some little interview snippets cut in exactly yeah it's it's really more an extended promo for a movie but it's got some fun behind the scenes stuff yeah and Dennis Miller talking about his character in this bo- making of is so did you watch this yeah. Arthur? it's so funny what did he say in the uh Oh, what did he say? How did he phrase it? I was like, that is very pretentious of you. He just thinks that his character is like a, a much game bigger changer. deal than he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's well, so that, funny. Well, that checks out for Dennis Miller. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that character's fate's a pretty big deal for that character yes. type in this type of movie. Yeah, I don't think Dennis Miller knows his character sucks uh, is, is the, the thing that's very funny. Yeah. This is a guy that slept with his patient. Bad person. Yeah, bad person while married. So, you know, double Even bad worse. person. And I don't know if the movie knows that he's a bad person either. Because yeah. it is sort of sympathetic to him. Well, I mean, those things. It's so nice. Life is complicated, I guess, is, is really where they're going with it, right? It's beautiful. You know? It's it's just, you know, to, to have a, a major supporting character be that unsavory mm-hmm. and for the movie to not pick up on it is, that's just magic. I love yeah. it. He was 42 in this movie. He's 42 in this movie? Yeah. Good Lord. My math adds up. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
Dennis Miller is a lot older than I thought he was. And born in fifty three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A full a full decade older than I thought he was. Yeah. He's older than my dad. So there you have it. Anyway, just a little bit of uh, Doctor Alan Champion talk. Who, as Arthur has alluded to, gets murdered, uh, pretty unceremoniously. But in another movie, that character makes it to the end. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, I think from just a staging uh, of the plot standpoint, that is that's an interesting. Call I appreciate to make. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think to <laughs> that's give, a good rug pull. Yeah, yeah. To give her an ally yeah. at the midpoint of the film and to take an ally away from her is is really compelling. Yeah. Especially when it's an ally. Maybe that's why the movie doesn't let him be that likable is because it knows it wants to murder him a couple of pages later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this does do another thing that I'm I'm interested in from like a filmmaking perspective. It it hasn't figured out how to make people sitting at keyboards visually interesting yet. It just doesn't know how to do it, which I, I think is is such a. There's a lot of moving between computers typically. I think of Sam Jackson, Jurassic Park, who rolls around in his office just, chair quite a bit. And the cigarette is doing a lot of heavy lifting <laughs> yeah. as far as making that visually like impressive yeah. or cool. Yeah, like, hold just on cinematic. to your butts, man. Yeah, just the the long ash. And you is... have to have a charismatic person in the seat. Yeah, yeah, to and, help. And Sandra Bullock is charismatic. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, is her two little two computer setup is very cute and very 1995 like a very 1995 way to show that somebody's a big nerd is to give them two computers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just can't. Or a laptop. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, just possession of a laptop is in wild 95, in 95. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Uh, it just doesn't quite find a way to make her, her computer usage compelling, unfortunately. And I think that that's like a big, a big minus for this movie because a lot of important stuff happens on computers in this movie. Yeah. A lot of it is on the reliance of, the cutting, the editing to try to make it a little more kinetic and a mm-hmm. little more frantic. And then the, uh, those slow reveals of pixelation coming into focus, like to try to draw out that suspense as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does kind of struggle, uh, which in that making of, they talk to the computer tech in charge of making sure that all <laughs> comes together. That's so good. Yeah. Just slow it down. Slow down. down. Yeah. Just slow down more. <laughs> uh, it definitely is sort of a movie that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Both as sort of, mid-budget thriller mm-hmm. uh both as sort of star vehicle like yeah. these are movies that don't quite exist the way they did uh, again you know we just talked about earlier in the show that this or maybe last week uh sorry a little peek behind the production curtain i can't remember if we were talking about this on the last episode or not but sandra bullock just had a movie open the lost city and yeah. um while that is a two-hander uh, it is definitely still like a sandra bullock vehicle i think first and foremost yeah but does the star vehicle exist the way it did in the 90s? I don't think so. No, it's their movies aren't made to sort of position somebody's career. Phil, I mean, obviously, the big thing now is, you know, we've talked about it a lot is, is we talked about, it, I think, last week is the idea of the tent pole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now, I mean, everything's IP driven. I, I think, you know, you can just plug people in and out. It's just kind of cogs in a machine mm-hmm. in a way and to sell it. Or it is very much, you know, depending on your crowd, you get on film Twitter and then you got, you can maybe sell it based on a tour or, or a studio more so than an IP, but it, it doesn't really feel like people are rushing out to see the new, I don't know what's out right now, the Garrett Hedlund movie. I don't, you know, I don't, people are not, the clam- Michelle, no one's out, maybe, you know, no people, nobody's clamoring to go see the new Michelle Yo. They may go see the new A24 movie or the new, you know, I mean, that's a very niche film. And yeah. I mean, it is a vehicle for Michelle Yeoh in a lot of ways, but you know, that's not in the same sense of what we're talking about here, I don't think. You know, a deck, a generation ago, the North Man, <laughs> don't know why I call it the North Man, but I'm going to stick that's with a, that, that uh, enunciation. Yeah, that would be a huge movie. And it is still a big movie for Alexander Skarsgård, but it would be like him being the lead would be a much bigger draw a generation ago. The Northman feels like if it released somewhere between the years of 68 and 75, it would just be an absolute banger. Oh, yeah. I mean, general audiences would be eating it up. And we kind of talked about this last week with the cinema score stuff. But, you know, movies like that today just don't usually have the same reach and appeal as they would have 40, 50 years ago. Even in the 90s, right? There's sort of a resurgence of the swords and sandals movie with with Gladiator in 2000 and Braveheart in 95. Um but even those, those are still, you know, those are like star vehicles. That's a Russell Crowe movie. That's a, you know, a, a um, Mel Gibson, Gibson movie. So I, I just pulled a list of movies playing near me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got The Bad Guys, 
animation. Yep. So based, I mean, selling it, that's a family movie. Yep. It's not being sold. Sam Rockwell, I think, is the main voice in that movie. It's not being sold on oh, the he? back of Sam Rockwell. Well, good for Sam Rockwell. Uh, that's got a good job. The Secrets of Dumbledore and Sonic 2, which are both IPs. Yep. Uh, we got The Northman, which you just discussed. Now, we do have three, I think, interesting cases here because we have The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the Nick Cage, Nick Cage movie. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a star vehicle. We have Father Stew, which is a Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, it's definitely a star it's vehicle. It's a passion project. Yeah. And then we have Liam Neeson in Memory. His newest <laughs> revenge film. Yeah, it's his, his yearly release. I didn't know he had a new one. <laughs> I think he's had like two this year. And oh somehow. wow! Um, wow! And Liam then Neeson's we have kills everybody. Morbius and Ambulance. Now, Ambulance is a Michael Bay movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, but that feels more like a Michael Bay movie yeah. than a Jake Gyllenhaal vehicle. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> right. But I mean, of all these movies, I mean, and then we have Morbius and the Batman, which are both IP driven. Mm-hmm. And we've already discussed the Lost City. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the star vehicle is is still mostly reserved for capital letters, big talent. Your Mark Wahlbergs, your, your Liam Neesons, your Sandy yeah. Bullocks. Yeah. You know. And only a few of those. Yeah. Only really Father Stew and the Lost City would I even think of as star vehicles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just yeah, because even the unbearable weight of being massive talent is, is a star vehicle, but it's also a I don't I, I the whole Nick Cage thing is just a, a whole nother. It's, it's, there's nobody like Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah there's nothing. Yeah. There's not a career like it. This this is the culmination of the last ten years of his yeah, career. He is an absolute anomaly in every way. Yeah. 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 Plenty of there's there's plenty of movies where stars have played themselves. But this is, yeah, definitely its own thing. But something that's kind of been circulating now. We've you know going back to your point about the mid budget movie we're kind of saturated with ips saturated with these indie this you know there's been a lot of talk about how this week in particular there is just a string of original fresh content the northman everything everywhere all at once uh the unbearable weight of massive talent i'd say even the lost city or fathers do for that matter yeah. yeah yeah I, it does kind of feel like... I mean, Bad Guys, re- while a, you know, a, a children's film is not based on anything, Correct. Right? it's its own thing. It really does kind of feel like a, a, a really unique year so far in, in what we're getting and what's being released and what's playing successfully Yeah. Uh, before we have the, the summer of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And again, that's just not a thing that happens really anymore. It's this... You might get a The Net, but again... This year's The Net was Kimmy, and that went straight to streaming. Yeah. Right? Like, the, the kind of size of movie that The Net is is just not really getting a theatrical release anymore. Yeah. The sort of Hitchcockian thriller is not a box office draw. Yeah. Um, where does this fit for you guys in sort of the pantheon of Hitchcockian thrillers? This is definitely sort of uh, lesser, of course. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, I it's, confess. It's it's interesting, <laughs> as you've already alluded to, Dustin, it's interesting for its internetness, though, right? Mm-hmm. Just as far as a time and a place for, right. for a movie to be made. Well, and, and uh, there's, a, there's a certain kind of format in filmmaking sometimes where they're like, hey, here's a good gimmick, yeah. right? And the gimmick here is the net. And I mentioned I Confess a second ago, which is the gimmick is a Catholic priest. Oh, okay. And so what if a Hitchcock thriller, wrong man, but a priest? Mm-hmm. So... That and I confess is fine, but it's not a super great movie, and and it does just feel like you know here's what is our little thing? What can we do with this? So uh, again, a, a people group again sort of becomes a motivating factor for this, or a particular you know subculture. Let's do this, but let's do it within you know. I don't know baseball. Uh, I can't think of an example, but you know, you know what I mean. Like we're gonna really get in the weeds about this particular subculture, so it's gonna be all about you know fantasy baseball sports betters, mm-hmm. you know, which is not Moneyball, which is a better movie by far, but it, it is kind of that kind of subculture kind of thing. Mm. It, it played out in a thriller, and you know it's fine. Yeah, I, I think when I think of the you know the Hitchcockian thriller, uh, I, I think narrative is part of it, and it certainly does have that because I mean it, it is. Notorious, but it is also very much Lady Vanishes because she's lost her identity and nobody knows who she is, right? Mm-hmm. There is that kind of gaslighting in effect taking place. Uh, and it is, I think, part 39 steps. Or, or North by Northwest, just for yeah. this guy throwing yeah, yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Um, and so it has all of those narrative elements. But I, I think for that kind of Hitchcockian to kind of really get into that, there has to kind of also be that visual cinematic flair. And, you know, I when we talked about Enemy, I kind of ran through this and I did think about. 
Kimmy and I thought about Mission Impossible and I thought about uh, Stoker, mm-hmm. which narratively are very Hitchcock, but also visually, I mm-hmm. think that the actual techniques being used, you know, I, I don't know that we got the, the, the pull in, you know, track out shot that you know, hitches that, that long tracking yeah. shot down the stairs into the key in the back of yeah. Bergman's yeah. hand you know, and there, notorious. those kind of yeah. moments that take place. And I think a lot of these uh, emulators are paying homage to hitch visually as well. And, and so I think from that, this kind of falls probably at a lower tier of Hitchcock thriller, but I, yeah. I think Hitchcock's DNA is on it just by the very nature of the wrong man narrative, which is so prominent in his work and really, I think established by him so early on. I want to establish, um, uh, moving on to a slightly different topic here, I want to establish a sort of evolution in attitudes and perspectives on the internet as uh, the 90s went on. Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking about how the net seems to be a film about regulation as a solution. If there's going to be a policy or a politics to this movie, it is, we need to make sure we're watching the watchers and uh, that there are proper oversights, that this power does not get unwieldy. And, uh, you know, the whatever that... Blondie McBlonde faces character's name is um, the bad guy. What is his name that we barely see? You only see on the TV. Oh, oh Jeff Greg. Greg. Jeff Greg, yeah. <laughs> the, the super memorable villain the character. Super vi- memorable villain name, right? <laughs> Give me a first name, Jeff. Give me a name, Greg. Perfect. Perfect. Nailed it. It is funny, though. K- Kimmy similarly has an evil CEO. Yeah. Whose name I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Tom Thompson. It's, yeah, it's something super. I couldn't even tell you what it is. Super white. Yeah, um, and, and then you got a movie like Hackers, which provides the internet as a, a possible place of, you know, resistance. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, yeah. a, a sort of an anarchic space for per, personal assertion, self identity. Mm-hmm. You know, anticipating MySpace. I think uh, for the most part there, uh, in in a movie like that. Um, and then you've got The Matrix in '99. Which is this super cynical, like the way in which uh, we become our own simulations, right? And that seems to be the continued preoccupation with this is these false identities that are, in some senses, true, that some senses um, they really are us, and in some senses they're not us at all the organic and the inorganic, the artificial and the real. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I'm just curious about. What happens within just five years here, and why is it that that has been the sort of thematic thing that's gotten so much traction since, rather than simply just thinking about, you know, we need to regulate this thing better, and we need to think about a little bit more about, um, again, uh, uh, intellectual property and anarchic freedom or what have you. Those things sort of fall to the wayside. You know, why, why do we think that is, I guess is my question. I know that's sort of a bomb I dropped, but... Yeah, I, it is a bomb. Uh, you, you have sort of asked an interesting question because I, I don't know. Th- this movie is ahead of the curve on some stuff, right? As far as like its question of being behind the keyboard versus being at the beach, right? The sort of the things that have become very normal and uh, not just or- ordinary, but mundane even are, are so high tech and cutting edge in this movie. And again, I think Kimmy is such an interesting pairing with this film. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a reason Arthur and I both invoked it because they have so many similarities and that film is able to just because of how much more Internet there has been in the you know 20 years since the net was released. Kimmy is able to kind of situate itself a little bit better as far as privacy concerns about as far as like what does what power do tech corporations have? What power do they have to manipulate your life to manipulate their own purchase behind the scenes right what what sort of clout that they have as as an entity um what what are these companies doing behind the scenes and and that's again kind of the question being asked by the net is what if there were an evil corporation who was using its cyberware to uh to uh back channel cyber terrorism or it's it's a uh, it's antivirus software uh, was back channeling cyber terrorism it's like an interesting concern um but you, you're right for that that switch to become so much more about lived live lives lived on the internet again i talked about this with with my syllabus right Mm -hmm. spree and nerve are both films about like getting eyeballs on you using the internet to attain clout of some kind Mm -hmm. uh right and and sort of the clout chasing that we we talk about when we talk about you know internet influencers or or just you know people doing behaving shamefully online. Ten thousand plus followers yeah exactly whatever it might be whether it's you know uh, uh 
being a, a beauty influencer or being a video game streamer, these are all kind of variations on the same thing. And it is interesting that the, the Matrix sort of predicted those things. And it has become, again, I think a concern of most of the latter tech thr- thrillers that I, or internet thrillers that I mentioned are sort of concerned with identity and personhood. And, and it is interesting. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think is the concern that the net has? Because I think a big failing here is you're, you're right. Like it sort of says maybe we shouldn't have more regulation, but it doesn't really posit anything other than, isn't it scary that there isn't the bureaucracy of information scary, right? Isn't the manipul the ability to manipulate your, your data that is assigned to you scary. It doesn't really have any big questions outside of yeah, a- acknowledging I, that. Isn't that weird that your social weird. security number is just on a computer form somewhere? Yeah. I, I think that's exactly, I mean, as far as it's got a politics or a policy sort of, um, drive, mm-hmm. you know, working at it, at its engine, it does seem to suggest, Hey, by the way, this could be super, super dangerous and easily exploited. So, and it is also, um, Again, the mystification of the technology in 1995 that no one would understand what a subnet mask is and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. As, you know, Bullock is sort of going through these various places to find the IP addresses to get to the right stuff. Mm. Right. All of that well, stuff yeah, is... And of course, when she's using a VPN or whatever to hide where she's at, like... Right. This is com- complete nonsense yeah, to a lot of people who, who, who could do such a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and so... It, Me, it, for... Like literally three dollars a month, <laughs> right? Right. Um, well, I too. Yeah, for free with a Tor browser. I mean, you know, yeah. there's easy ways to do that kind of stuff. But so there's there's a little bit of that sort of embedded in this the the mystification of the technology. But I think that's what it, it is sort of suggesting is. By the way, if the them, whoever the them are, whoever the ominous they is, if they decide whether they are governmental or paragovernmental or simply terroristic as an organization, they could wreak havoc on our entire financial structures, our mm-hmm. entire system, and our personal lives. And again, I think the personal life of Sandra Bullock's character is the vehicle by which we we would think, oh, well, you know, they wrecked a bank in Atlanta, they, you know, messed up the, you know, I don't know, the, the, the Jumbotron screen at Dallas Cowboys Stadium, who mm-hmm. cares, right? Um, some bunch of, you know, fancy pants lost a bunch of money at Wall Street, whatever. But we're like, oh, I care about Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And this could happen to me. Um, and I, I think that is, is as far as it goes, is just simply saying... Hey, this is kind of an open range, free, unregulated, wild west of a place, mm-hmm. and uh, there will be real human collateral if we don't allow something to be done about it. And I, I, and again, I think that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, um, it makes me think of uh, Michael Mann's Black Hat, which is a film that again I haven't seen, but uh, I know it has its defenders. But I'm just thinking about it because its its questions are more like, uh, isn't it scary that the internet controls things like? Uh, nuclear power plants, which I think is a much more like mm-hmm. an easier buy-in. It's an easier way to make a movie is to say, what if a dude hijacked a pl- power plant? That would be really bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be. It is a much like easier question to ask and answer than it is that we, what we get in the net. Right. Um, Cause it is just sort of a, are you saying they casted too broad of a net? Arthur, I am 100% saying the net casts too wide of a net. You're absolutely right. But its its question is like kind of like largely existential, though, right? Yeah. It is sort of a yeah. more like, isn't the internet weird? Mm-hmm. That's that's why I, you know, what if there yeah. was an internet? Is the question asked by the net? And right? we were all so quick to buy into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's so interesting, right? Like, it's, it's privacy concerns are so outside of our or the realm of our consideration these days for what we're yeah. worried about the internet. We all know our data is leaked in some one yeah. way, shape, or form. And we've sort yeah. of just, you know, Made acquiesced to it. it. Yeah. 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 I'll get some alert like, you've got a password compromised. Like, ah, don't get to it, I guess. Yeah, that one's, that one's <laughs> not that important. I don't have that password assigned yeah. to anything like super sketchy. Yeah. So like, eh, who gives a shit about that one? What are they, they're going to get into my utilities? <laughs> Thanks for paying my electric bill for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is, it's, it's concerns are, are again, sort of cute by Mm -hmm. modern, by modern standards. Uh, so it's, it's sort of a, a hard question to ask, I I guess, is like, how do we become concerned with the things about the the aspects of the internet that we are now concerned with are, are just like, so again, you know, think of something like Bo Burnham's inside, Mm. which is doing a much better job of asking questions about sort of the 
the role of the internet in everyday society than even something like Kimmy is doing. You know, Kimmy is just a very effective Hitchcockian thriller that mm-hmm. uses the internet as a backdrop for mm-hmm. some of the exciting things that happen. It's a, you know, two hour or hour and chat. I forget how long inside is, but a comedy special mm-hmm. is doing a better job of asking questions about like what the role of the internet is in our, in our lives and like how we commodify ourselves for the benefit of maybe a tech company, but truly who? Yeah. Maybe no one. Well, I think there's a real sort of Lacanian subjectivity question at the heart of some of this, too. This idea, you know, the imaginary is how we misrecognize ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, and again, it seems that uh, Angela Bennett, Sandra Bullock's character, Mm -hmm. thinks that because, you know, she's, you know, she telecommutes and she sort of created her own perfect life that now that she sort of has a one to one correspondence to who she is and everyone else would see her in the same kind of way. And then she is sort of thrust against this lack of recognition. You know, this wrecking of her symbolic order when someone messes around with the internet Mm -hmm. itself, and that is the traumatic encounter with the real. Mm -hmm. How do I construct a real life, you know, um, that is, again, that I can properly symbolize? And so it is a question of who are we anymore? And it is there's even more uh, of the imaginary. There's even more misrecognition because my personas again. We th- we've talked a lot about this in various other shows that we've done about the internet persona of social media mm-hmm. or of an influencer or just the simply the ways in which we curate our Facebook pages. Um, you know, which is a, the most basic kind of level of that, and then to recognize that most much of our lives are are sort of again re. Um, Represented, not represented, but represented in the world of the digital, and that imaginary self is not us. Yeah, and we fail to sometimes recognize that that image in the mirror is not actually us. And when we are forced to recognize that, hey, that can be stolen, and yet here still I am, but now I have only these resources at my fingertips, and literally that which I can touch my fingertips may be all that I can do. This is the case of Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to, again, run through that trauma for a while. And, and so, I don't know. I, 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 I kept thinking sort of Lacanian thoughts um, about that with the film. I don't know if there's any additional comments to be made about that, but that's just something that seemed to be kind of at root there is the ways in which we sort of reconstruct selves and uh, trying to, again, reintegrate the fragmented self um, that technologies are providing for us. There definitely is a really interesting movie yet to be made that takes some of the questions of the net but filters them through sort of our, our modern understanding of the internet. Mm-hmm. Right? It sort of uses the the last decade or so of social media, uses sort of the advent of uh influencer culture the sort of the splintering of media that uses all these things to ask a question of what if somebody i think cam does this uh that i haven't seen that movie but i know cam like their doppelganger online is present pretending to be the lead of that film and that that is i I need to catch up with that movie but there there's definitely a movie of plenty of movies to be made about the idea of an online doppelganger right Of, of the the commodification of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Some black mirrors have done this, right? Some some people have kind of tr- toyed with toyed with this, set toes in this water. But I, I think that the the net does kind of present the skeleton of like a really interesting modern internet thriller potentially. Because mm-hmm. as as you said, like there is a lot to be done with this this idea of the stolen identity. Uh, that, that isn't just like what if somebody hijacked you, but what if somebody misrepresented like what you're about which right. is a, a different question that the net wouldn't have thought to ask because we didn't, the, the internet wasn't a one-to-one representation of you or wasn't even de- meant to, or designed to be that yet. Yeah. Uh, that, that wasn't a feature of, you know, the chat rooms were still very much the way you communicate with people in 1995. You weren't messaging people as yourself. Yeah. I'll tell you a thing I'm sad about. I really wanted cyber Bob on screen. I wanted to meet. Mr. I wanted Bob. to meet cyber Bob. I wanted to meet Bob Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped to Bob Fox. Yeah. Iced unceremoniously off screen. <laughs> never ah. never even introduced on screen. No. Only his icon. And a voice on the other end of a buzzer. Yep. Yep. It's too bad. All right. Well, um, if there are no other thoughts on the net, let us move on and uh, render a verdict. Shelf or trash with this great 1995 thriller? What do you say, Dalton? Yeah, I know why you started with me. Yeah, it's trash. I don't know, it's, this is fine. It's whatever. I, we've we've talked a lot about like what this movie does interestingly, and unfortunately, we keep coming back to there's a lot of movies that do what this does better, uh, and that that is where I'm at with it. It's it's just not essential movie watching. It, it is 
not a forgotten gem of the 90s. It, it made a big, big dump truck of money back in the day, and I think a lot of that has to do with how charismatic Sandra Bullock is, and that, that's that's what this movie is. It's a, it's a footnote in her very interesting career. Very cool, very cool. What do you say, Arthur? Shelf or trash? I'm going to very lightly put it on the shelf. I, I think a lot of it is... I, I haven't even really... You know, the the thriller stuff, a part of it is, is really secondary. I, I think just as a lead performance, but also a character in mm. uh, Angela Bennett that uh, is very interesting to me, especially in 1995. Yeah. Um, and, and so for those reasons, I think uh, I think this would go on the shelf next to speed to to really discuss the start of capital S, capital E, Sandra Bullock. Sure. F- film career. Very good, very good. I'm going to very gently trash. Uh, I'm, I'm almost in the same place you are, but I'm just going to, yeah. I'm basically just nudge barely the other way yeah, because yeah. other movies do it better. It is, I, I would Ask walk, me on another day and it could, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a difference between a three and a 2.5. Right. Yeah. I, would, I, w- I would watch it again. Oh, yeah. But I, like uh, but I don't feel the need today to own it. I think maybe it's because my brain is so destroyed by the internet that I found this movie boring. Mm. And it moves at a pace that the, the current internet moves so much faster. At. Does <laughs> that make di- sense? Is, is it the internet at dial-up speeds? <laughs> I, boom, you got it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you nailed it. So, all right. Well, those are our thoughts on the net. Um, you can be part of the conversation, and Dalton's going to tell you how. That's right. If you want to be our very own Cyber Bob, you can find us on... No, don't be Cyber Bob. Well, don't, yeah, don't get be Cyber Bob. Be somebody else. But if you, you want to connect with us, uh, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can find us over on Twitter, at Good Trash Media. That's about the only uh, social media site that we're active on anymore. Um, that's that's where you can find us and add us and let us know what you think is going on. You can send us some long-form feedback at G, to uh, goodtrashgenrecast at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to help us keep the lights on, we're over at patreon.com forward slash GTM. You can go there to get some more information about uh, what uh, uh, contributing to us gets you uh, lots of fun stuff over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GTM. Arthur, what are we doing next week? How do, how do we continue the summer of Sandy on into week two? Well, I think it's appropriate enough that we continue the summer of Sandy next week by discussing the perfect date. And to do so, we will compete for the title of Miss Congeniality. Yeah, baby. The perfect day. Thursday, October, the whatever. I'm, yeah, it's that's April great. April something. It's, I forget what it is. I'm so excited to rewatch this movie. I haven't seen this in years. I, I like Miss Congeniality a lot. My though. wife is a huge fan of this movie, so this will be a fun It'll time. It'll be good times, I think. Well, there you go, dear listener. You keep watching. We'll keep talking, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you.